ago? 25, 30 years ago. Yep. Okay. Okay. It was Got when it. he when he fell off the radar. And shortly thereafter, the fourth wall kind of ceased to exist publicly as a group, as far as anyone knew. So also as a concept. <laughs> as a concept, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, I'm I'm Uncle Laserbeam. I, uh, yes, well, Mr. Uncle Laserbeam. Can you tell me? No, how, no, no. Just how... Uncle La- Mr. Uncle Laserbeam was my dad. <laughs> just kidding. That'd be weird if he was my uncle too. Come on, that was a joke. No, it's just Uncle Laserbeam. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yes, quite. Uncle Laserbeam. Thank uh, you. Can you please tell me how is it you came to be in this parallel dimension? He gets a faraway stare for an uncomfortably long period of time. <laughs> as if you might have forgotten that you were there. And then he goes, it was a job. I came here in search of someone and I haven't yet found them and I ain't fixing to leave until I do. You came here intentionally. Well, yes and no. I came here because I had to. I didn't want to, but it was what had to be done to try to stop the evil that I was trying to stop. The source of it was here in this place. It's called the liminal space. At least what I call it. I thought it was kind of a clever name. I don't really know what the name of it is. I haven't really had many conversations with people here. would underground be the subliminal space? It's mighty pretty tongue you got there, son. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Michael takes a step back. <laughs> kind of just pushing Jackson with him. <laughs> Jackson's tugging on Michael's like shirt to kind of get his attention. And then if Michael looks down at him, just like mouths the words what was his name again uncle laser uncle (laughs) Uh, uh, yes yes he he already said that (laughs) (laughs) what is larry's Larry's reaction right now like no because larry knows who uncle laser beam was was larry like a fan or was just like oh yeah you were that you were famous a while ago. He was his third favorite fourth waller, but he knew him. <laughs> Who was the second? Who were the first two? Yeah, let's, let's hear them right now. First one was, let's see here. Gosh, what was his name? It was Grandpa Grappler. And then the second favorite one was, gosh. Grandpa Grappler really never got into too many grapples by the end. He was no, just I know. He was getting a little old. But he like, was the peacemaker, you know? He, well, he was like the face. He was, he was like the face from the yeah. A-team, like... Yeah, it was a bit of a misnomer. And then the second one was Brother Brawler. He was really the muscle. I'm really surprised that the fourth wall fell out of favor. They're they're all so memorable. (laughs) It was more more of a wholesome time back then. Yeah. It was more like the, it's like the Berenstain Bear version of of superheroes, you know? Simpler times, simpler times. So what is, so, so Larry, you could say was a fan. Larry not was like, a fan. Yes. Not like a huge fan, but like, yeah, I, I had the poster or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Does Larry say so, anything or react or anything? 
Larry is going to test laser beams knowledge to prove that he is <clears throat> actually uncle laser beam. Okay. Like he, he, I mean, he saw the laser, right? Like he's aware he was undizzied enough to understand that a laser just happened. So he's feeling pretty confident, but <laughs> you know, he's got kind you of, you can that get story. that off Amazon these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's just a pointer. He's going to say in kind of his like creepy swirl voice, laser beam. Who did you fight? At the Battle of Antietam 2. As soon as you start talking, he's just like, pew, 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 pew. He's trying to shoot. He's trying to shoot you. He doesn't, I mean, he didn't know you were there. And so all of a sudden he's, the voices are back again. Pew, 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 pew. Larry drops. Not, hopefully not shot. <laughs> Stay tuned. And he's like, were you at Antietam 2 or Antutum? as we called it in the biz. I was aware. Well, then you know I fought the Stonewaller at Antutum. <laughs> that checks out. Your Uncle Laserbeam. Holy who, crap. Who the hot diggity said that? I focus all my energy to appearing as Grandpa Grappler. exactly what Andy thought you would do. <laughs> walking right into my chair. Roll, roll a <laughs> unleash your power. Uh, I really hope you fail. Which one? What do I compare that? Uh, roll plus freak. Oh, I got a nine. Six oh, okay. plus three. So you, you appear... <laughs> <laughs> wearing the grappler costume <laughs> except it's Denver Pyle <laughs> Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazard, dressed as okay. Grandpa Grappler <laughs> you see Uncle Laserbeam and be like Red? No. What the hell happened to you? No, it's it been a, a long time, Uncle. <laughs> that is not what Grandpa Grappler looks like, <laughs> Jeremy. He's like, Fred, the years have not been kind. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, I love Grandpa Grappler. I love that. That's amazing. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, God. So I, I slowly start making my way over to him, kind of in like the Dr. Evil hog, sort of, you know, just like hog, hog, grandpa grappler. <laughs> Very slowly. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you start coming closer to closer to him, he just goes, don't come any closer. It's loaded. So I take my arms and I hug myself just like adapting and I just step one step back and I stay. If you were really grandpa grappler, you know, I'm sensory defensive. Don't like to be touched. Get back. Dang it. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's notoriously sensory defensive. He it's never his weakness. anyone's hand. That's how you defeat him is you just hug him. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have met 
Uncle Laserbeam, a superhero from time gone by who seems to have been trapped here or somehow got into this, this dimension that he calls the liminal space and has been here, well, <laughs> since pre, not pre-Y2K, pre so <laughs> which, which he told you was Dr. Brainstorm's plot that he knew would fail, and he was right. So he starts asking you questions just kind of about history of what's, you know, what's been happening in the last two and a half decades. Um, he's asking you if you know a lot of like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And you're like, no, I don't. It's like someone from your hometown that's two generations older than you asking if you know their mailman or something like that. You know, it's like, no, yep. I don't. I don't. And you've been talking to him. It's hard to know exactly how long you've been talking because again, it's difficult to tell how time is passing. There's, there's no discernible sun passing through the sky, anything like that. If Michael were to look at his watch, it, it appears you, you feel like you've been talking to this guy for like an hour, but you look at your watch and it's only been five minutes. It's very strange. But as you are there, soon you hear, you hear a noise. I would like anybody to make uh, and assess the situation roll. Anyone can make it. Roll plus superior. That's a niner for me. Solid niner. Me too. Not a walkie-talkie? No, it's cordless. Thank you. Solid six. Okay, Jackson, how are we doing over there? He's thinking hard. Hmm? Not too happy about things going on over there, Jackson. You doing okay there? Uh, the seven. seven. <laughs> All that for a seven? Tito, what you got? Twelver. Oh! oh, snap. So Tito has been maybe a step or two at the back of the group here. Just, just in case we have any aftershocks, you know, any we we don't want to be he doesn't want to put anybody out wants to be able to make a, a quick escape should he need to take care of business and tito might be looking around for a, a discreet place to vomit or shit it's hard to tell yet at this point <laughs> um, no offense, really. yeah it's 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 really a toss-up when you hear <laughs> yeah and you hear what so tito is tito a fan of movies yeah like like the fly and you know like those thing mostly 80s (laughs) with a definite article in the title yeah yeah music tastes were (laughs) like the band the 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 jam uh, yeah yeah the does really special yeah who the beatles yeah tito hears so tito has seen the fellowship of the ring and the two towers in return of the king and tito hears a sound that immediately makes him think that he has stumbled onto the set of the two towers and is in the gap of rohan because it sounds like a large group of horses is coming near you hear and feel that sound of what you can only assume are hooves pounding the ground and getting what appears to be getting closer. What do you do? 
Well, Tito's immediately going to clench his cheeks together because Tito has a very high distaste for horses. Ooh. Yeah. Really doesn't care for them. Likes to look at them from afar, but doesn't really like agree with them close up. So immediately just feeling like a little queasy again, feels like he needs to find a tree to stand by or tree-like structure. You are close to a copse of topiary cylindrical things. So you're, you, you have that going for you. So, and then probably alerts his, his brother, Sissy, because like quite fearful of horses, like irrationally. So like, yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily. Luckily, when Tito tells Sissy, he just blurts out real loud because he's the mouth of the brothers. He goes, horses! And they both run to the trees <laughs> right past Uncle Laser and the whole is, team. Is Sissy also afraid of horses or is Sissy being like empathetic in this moment? Like the latter, mostly yeah. the latter. He doesn't yeah. really care. But just, you know, he knows that Tito needs a little support and he's going to yeah. be like, we do this together. Okay. <laughs> What do the rest of you do when, when you see the brothers de Grotto scream horses and then run past you to, are you guys going to try to climb into a topiary? I don't think I'm going to climb into it. I think I'm just going to like, we're just going to like pretend like we're invisible like this one. Be one with the topiaries. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That move. (laughs) Uh, Michael's going to look around to see if there are in fact horses. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you you don't see anything at the moment but you all are now noticing like oh yeah i can something has changed something's happening and you look to uncle Laserbeam, and you see him and you see him get it's not like a look of fear but it's a like a preparedness kind of a thing and you see him go Like he literally, he's literally pointing his fingers, but okay. So his, he, he legitimately is using finger, finger guns. That's not you using finger. Okay. No, he got it. It is how he shoots his laser beams is with finger guns. Got it. Um, Very yeah. But, but it's a, it's a two barrel. It's not this. It's, a, you know. <laughs> it's like the, what's his face from the, the Eternals. Yeah. yeah. Did that. Yep. Never saw it. Can't think of it. Yeah. Yeah, Kumail yeah, Nanjiani. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just saw in a preview for a show about Chippendales. He's like the business owner or something like that. Looks very interesting. Funny. Cool. <laughs> anyway. He's been getting a lot of work lately. I like him. Hey, good yeah. for him. <clears throat> and soon that you notice on the horizon coming to you a group of, as far as you can tell, is some sort of horse-like creature. Looks to be... 15 to 20 of them coming coming closer and closer and closer and gets to the point where they get to this copse of topiary clearly have seen you and kind of fan out and surround you a la the writers of rohan and what you see are these quadrupedal animals that don't really look like horses but you don't really have a better comparison at this point that have sort of metallic-y reflective skin don't appear to have any obvious like facial features or anything like that there seems to be clearly a front and a back but that's about as far as that goes and the riders on which are also these metallic 
shaded different different shades of metallic, you know silver and gold and copper and things like that who have humanoid shapes appear to be armed with some of them have like spears and pikes some of them may have some firearms it's hard really to tell but they also don't have very distinguishable facial features but they are they do appear to be looking you know they're scanning at all of you so they do appear to perceive you at least in some sense and you hear a voice coming from one of the riders near the center who speaks and appears to be speaking towards Uncle Laserbeam and says, Human, who are these? And Uncle Laserbeam, who again is, you know, he's got, you can tell he's got like his finger gun resting in his other hand as if he's ready for a quick draw just says they're with me and the rider says back to him friend oh and he says laser beam says well full disclosure i'm not entirely sure but i got i you know i can take him i already scared the pants off of one of them and he point and he kind of points to that smoking crater that's still there and the rider looks and says with us you come. What do any? What do any? What do any of you want to do? Jackson, who is also a big fan of the Lord of the Rings, when they started to surround all of us, kind of turned his back so that he was back to back with Michael, kind of doing one of these things, and he has a doll head in one hand, and you got that from surplus. That's yep, what I forgot. And after <laughs> after this little dialogue exchange happens, Jackson sort of blurts out without thinking because he's sort of in this moment of 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 the two towers, and he he just says, "What's your name, Horth Lord?" <laughs> nice. And you say that, and the one that was speaking, you see him kind of sit up a little taller in his saddle and salutes you to Jackson specifically and says, greetings, young Lord. I am. What did I write there? Did I, did I, I am looks through clear eyes. Who am you? Jackson takes the doll head and kind of like, <laughs> I'm Jackson. <laughs> Greetings, Jackson. Do you speak for all? <laughs> when yep. he does it. When he does it. Very that, good. Do you come? He looks up at Michael. And then kind of looks to the, the brothers and like, somebody tell me what to say. T Tito, just, yep. Tito just kind of like toots, like just lets out like a squeaky oh. fart by mistake, just <laughs> partial fear and like unsure what to do. <laughs> yeah. When, when Tito farts, Sissy looks at him and he nods like, <laughs> like approvingly and he grabs his brother. And he goes to run up and he stands next to Jackson and he goes, where would Jordo 
and he puts his hands back up like this, like he's with him. <laughs> I, I really Jordan. want. I wish we had. I wish we had fans who could do fan art because I really want a picture of yeah. Sissy going like this. <laughs> Someday. So he fights. Someday. So he fights. So he fights in kind of a C shape. Yeah, it's a good move. <laughs> I watched never a see lot it coming. UFC. I see that before. I've seen it a bunch of times. Like um, legitimate move. Yeah. And uh, looks through clear eyes, looks at all of you and says, very well. You will come. And riders kind of come up to each one of you and offer a hand down and very easily lift each one of you up and sit on the saddle behind behind a rider. No one does this to Larry. What is Larry going to do? I mean, they haven't they appear not to have seen Larry. Also, how does oh, Tito no, Larry feel being on a horse? Larry no, not I'm sorry. Good. They do they do see this because Larry is still Denver Pile. Grandpa Grappler. <laughs> so they come up and they put you on the back of a horse. What yeah. did you ask, Jer? Sorry. I just I was wondering if Tito's freaking out. Tito is freaking out, fully freaking out. Would rather walk. He's like insisting that he walks at this point. And you and, and Tito insists all these things. The the rider who's in front of you appears to not here. Not even here. Until <laughs> until time pauses and then the rider in front of tito turns in the saddle and faces you and says tito how are how are you here tito it's that same voice that you've heard before And this rider, even though the rider has no facial features that you can identify, you can tell this rider is peering directly at you. Tito, I, I don't know how you are here, but we have things to discuss, Tito. What's Tito doing? I, I think Tito becomes so overwhelmed from like the time travel sickness and like low blood sugar and fear of horses. <laughs> That at this point he just lets another fart out and then kind of like passes out. As Tito lets another fart out and then kind of just as if that fart. It's like it deflates him. Like I was, gonna, like I was just going to say that it was like the last thing keeping him conscious and it just. Yeah. And Tito falls. And as Tito falls, it's as if Tito is being held and supported by a giant hand and slowly lowering Tito down very comfortingly. And you hear the voice again saying, Tito, are you well? What needs do you have, Tito? And you're still gently falling down, but you are rested ever so comfortably on the ground. I could use a salami sandwich. <laughs> it, it shall be yours. And the perfect salami sandwich tito's socratic ideal of a salami sandwich appears all of a sudden suddenly in tito's hand how big is it how long is it like like this long it is like a foot long it is exactly that and tito knows he is hungry enough to eat the entire thing (laughs) and it's there and it smells delicious It's, it's 
does he is it warm does he like it warm it's however it's he likes it it's however oh, yeah, he likes it's warm it. it's got some mozzarella on it it's got mm-hmm. some mustard A fresh mozzarella. Mm-hmm. it's nice crunchy crispy <laughs> bread it even has you can tell it's from tito's favorite deli shop like it's the even tony's it's got the wrapper from the tony's he 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 takes a bite and finds the strength and then climbs upon the great steed and mm-hmm. feels no fear any longer. Wow. He, does Tito That's have any condition? Does Tito have any conditions marked? Yeah, anger. It's gone. It is cleared. Tito is at peace. It's a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich. It's a, it's the best sandwich. Tito hears this voice again. And it appears to be, if Tito had to guess, he would think it's a female voice, but it's, it's, it's almost androgynous. It's hard to say. And the voice says, Tito, since you are here, I will find you and I will give you your quest. This this changes many things. This is very exciting, Tito, that you are here. I, I will find you. And then you can hear a And suddenly the, the, the time has resumed for everyone else. I don't even think anyone noticed that you fell and then came back up. But someone might notice that all of a sudden you have a salami sandwich with one bite taken out of it. And that you look like you have color back in your face and you just kind of look like regular old Tito. So yeah, Sissy would know about that sandwich. Sissy would know the sandwich and be like, "What the hell?" Big Tony's. <laughs> Where, where'd you get that? Looks through clear eyes. Looks to Jackson because he now sees Jackson as the leader of this party, and <laughs> says, "Lord Jackson, we shall take you to see our chieftain, who is speaks like thunder." And the group begins to ride off. And you ride, again, hard to tell the time, but you ride is, to, go ahead. Is Uncle Laserbeam with us? Uncle Laserbeam is with you. Uncle Laserbeam okay. hasn't said much. He's, he's being very guarded at the moment, but hasn't, you know, he hasn't shot his finger guns at anybody. No one's hurt anybody yet. He just, he's, he might still be, you know, riding the high of that poem for a while. So... <laughs> This is one of the cooler things that has happened since Jackson has gotten these powers. So he's kind of, kind of reveling in it for for a moment. He's letting sure. himself kind of the 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 fear and hopelessness and and all of the other things that have been plaguing him are kind of not gone, but they're they're pushed down a little bit. So he can just sort of be in this in this in this moment on this horse creature, feeling feeling sort of power again. Nice. And you ride and you come upon the the riding is somewhere in between riding on a horse and then riding on a wheeled vehicle. There is kind of a rhythm to it, but it's almost, I don't know, maybe like riding on a train where there's that kind of rhythm of the tracks, things like that. And you're moving at a very fast clip and you come upon a, you see a rising over the horizon, what clearly appears to be a city. And this, if you can picture what a metropolis sort of city would look like in this Susian Alice in Wonderland desert landscape. Great. That's where we are. It appears to be a large, a large dwelling. 
and once again looks through clear eyes looks at jackson and says we will take you immediately to speaks like thunder they have been made aware of your arrival and look forward to meeting with you and you go zipping through the through the through the streets taken right to a building that appears to be like the head of the city government or whatever it might be what appears to be a a a very important building and you are led through the 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 city there are beings around that appear to be similar to the riders in makeup that but clearly not they're not all you know soldiery types like the ones that picked you up and have taken you into this what appears to be like a giant audience chamber and you are brought into this empty room and the by this time a servant has kind of taken charge of you and simply says you will wait by this time larry no larry has turned invisible again okay so no more uncle grandpa grappler grandpa grappler uncle jesse grandpa uncle <laughs> grappler oh boy um, do they see me disappear or do i just suddenly kind of go away it's hard to say people okay. larry seems to have a gift for like he's almost like the like the irish goodbye like all of a sudden larry's gone oh larry's gone larry go that's good that's a feature not a bug yeah exactly uh it's like anything's edible if you try hard enough so what's everyone thinking right now here in this uh, this empty audience chamber says he's still upset that he didn't get some of his brother's sandwich and he's fine tito didn't share <laughs> Wiping so, fingers on his shirt. So Sissy would have angrily taken out his his notebook and just started jotting down poetry, just real angry. <laughs> was oh, also is was Sissy jealous that Michael got to do the poetry and not Sissy with, um, with uh, Uncle Lazy? As room? he was as he was running up there, and I mean, I wouldn't say he was jealous because he's pretty shy about his poetry, but was he a little proud? Yeah, I mean, he was. By the time like, he noticed that it happened, he was like, I could rhyme better than that. Well, I wasn't gonna. But were you Fine. like, hey, look, Mitchell's got some words in him. Look at that. Classic Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you you are waiting again for an indeterminate period of time. And then an attendant in the audience chamber holding a large pike then bangs it on the floor to get your attention. And says, enter, speaks like thunder, and a door opens, and in walks the tiniest, oldest looking, you assume, female that you may have ever seen, taking a very long time to walk from the door to what appears to be her it's not a throne but her her place of position no one moves while she's walking you see all the guards are you know their heads are turned down in respect and she gets finally to her chair and looks up and says come come closer I do so. Michael's very polite. 
Sissy walks by and picks up Jordo Jackson and starts to walk and sets him in front and puts his hand on his heart like the pledge. <laughs> <laughs> when when Sissy sets sets me down, I do I do one of these. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like like a superhero esque pose, <laughs> but a, one of respect and not threat. Kind of the you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love I Very, love Sissy's um, like commitment to to everything that he does. Sissy doesn't do anything <laughs> half ass. I love it. <laughs> what were we gonna say, Kyle? Oh, Larry does not move forward. He doesn't retreat, but he wants to just take the temperature as to if she, they notice him. Mm -hmm. As Jackson does his Power Ranger pose, she says, ah, yes. It's not I, this, though. It's not oh, this. It's not, it's not a sissy. Right. It's not a sissy. a sissy. Gotcha. All right. When you do that, Speaks like thunder says, Ah, yes, I was told of you, Lord Jackson. And she does the same move back to you. Nice. <laughs> oh, sweet. Cool. And she looks kind of at each one and then says, Mr. Taketh, why do you wait? I had to fart and did not wish to taint the area here i come <laughs> thank you how gracious of you forgive me for drawing attention to your bodily functions it's we're all we're all human here no we are not <laughs> but i get Good. your meaning okay here i come be at peace mr taketh be at peace okay i am wow you're like, oh, and then this, you just let like a, a deflating fart, except it's a nice one, not one that yeah. you pass out. You're just like, oh, yeah, but holding that one in for an hour. And she looks to each of you in turn and even says to Uncle Laserbeam, Master Beam, be at peace. There is no ill will here. You see him relax a little bit, but not entirely, but you see him kind of. And then she looks at each of you. And as she looks at each of you, it's a little like when Galadriel looks at the party and they, you know, can feel like she can see their deepest mm -hmm. thoughts. It's a little like that, except instead of Galadriel, it's like a tiny shriveled old woman doing it. But like your favorite grandma, like <laughs> she knows, she knows what you did. You know, you can't hide it from her. So there is whatever whatever emotion you feel would be appropriate for your character to feel. You can tell that there's a moment where she is like, she's reading everything about you. But at the same time that there is not a, there's not a, a long-term judgment or grudge. It's as if she says, okay, we've done, we, you know, I see what you've done, but I see you for you now. And she says, how are you here? And she's looking at you, Jackson, as she still sees you as the, the speaker of the party, but anyone can feel free to chime in. But she's, she is she's speaking to you directly at the moment. 
We are on a quest. What is your quest, mighty warrior? I don't know. <laughs> it's our quest. You guys. Larry okay. says, we were we were sent here. We were disco fighting. And then we were in a open Seuss land. And we met finger guns. And now we are here. And that <laughs> is as much sense as it makes to us. <laughs> when you say it out loud, it... Yeah, it really makes me question my writing choices so far. <laughs> We're supposed uh, to find who's in charge. Chieftain, I believe what they meant to say is that we were tasked with finding the source of a taint over our own land and removing it. And drugs! The, yes, mm -hmm. that drugs. She says, Ah, you fought the demon dancers, I see. We and did one. <laughs> and she says, If you had won, you would not be here, Mr. Tekath. <laughs> Even though we can't see Larry's eyes, we know his eyes just got big. <laughs> <laughs> she says I believe I know why you are here or why I, I believe she says I believe I know what it is you seek to stop but unfortunately your presence here is a danger to us you being here is a taint to us. And I don't like how many times we've said the word taint in the last five minutes. Taint a problem with us. I banish the word. And if any of you try to say the word now, it doesn't come out of your mouth. It is a silent. You could say any other word, but if you try to say that, it's just. He's just going to send us home. <laughs> Would that, that I could. Larry raises his hand. <laughs> yes, Mr. Tickath. Where is here? And she gets a far off stare for an uncomfortably long period of time. No. She goes, this is Lambda. Younger DeGrado. I think that Alkin, is you, Cecilio. I think without saying anything, can Sissy just kind of like look around and just like assess the room? Yeah, give me an assess the situation. We'll call this kind of like a perception check. Just a straight nine. Am I supposed okay. to add anything? It will. It would be yes. You would add your superior. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> so a mixed success. So 
you see again you're in this sort of are you, are you looking for details about the room that you're in right now or wait did you say superior or savior i'm sorry superior superior, superior. 11 oh damn Ooh. better so i'll give you a, i'll give you a description of what's going on then i'll then i'll give you the list of questions or if you want to look at it on the cheat sheet you can pick two of those so you're in this room that appears to be very like official and ceremonial in its purpose that it's okay. that clearly this is like an audience chamber where speaks like thunder meets with it holds, you know, holds court for lack of a better term. It, the, the whole area appears to be what you notice coming into the city. It appears to be a large city. It's not, you know, it's not like New York city or anything like that, but there are, you would guess you would estimate in the tens of thousands of people in this community that you're in and, and a, you saw other beings similar to the, the, like I said, the horsemen, the riders that brought you in. People gave you, certainly gave you funny looks, but you were not accosted by anyone or anything like that. But you also get the sense that you are being watched very closely while you're here. So you can ask me two questions from that list. What would you like to ask? The first one would be, what's the best way in? Or kind of, I don't know if that would be, in the city or kind of in this building or out of this building but i guess i'll leave it up to your discretion just kind of the best way in or past uh, i'll take any information i can get <laughs> well i'll say that that the best way you don't sense that you are being threatened at the moment you get the sense that you are being that you are, you know, you are guests here, but you are also not necessarily given like free reign to go do whatever, but you're not prisoners. Okay. So, and it seems from based on what she said, what speaks like thunder said that she wants you gone because your presence here is bad for okay. her people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I guess the second one would be, is there anything useful or useful or valuable to me around? Ooh, okay. Sissy is a person who is kind of always looking for an advantage, an edge, a con, if you will. Mm -hmm. And Sissy understands that sometimes that edge is not a necessarily a physical item. Sissy probably understands that knowledge is power. Okay. So the fact that you know your presence here is toxic is maybe could be used as leverage if need okay. be. And you, the fact that Uncle Laserbeam seemed to be no, I mean, it's hard to sell because because she seemed to know, quote unquote, all of you, but she, the way she addressed Uncle Laserbeam made it seem like maybe these two have actually met before. Okay. okay. That, that there might be some history there that, that you don't know about yet. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Tell you what, I think I want to wrap up here because we've okay. gone off the rails enough that mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I have good planning going forward. Okay. <laughs> horse, fight. The, horse fight, horse fight, horse <laughs> fight. I was, I was half expecting it to go there and I was like, oh man, okay, here we go. It's going to be, 
<laughs> big old horse battle that I wasn't ready for. Just nothing but horses and lasers. Honestly, when I was when I was writing this up, I was like, how many horse guys do I need to really discourage them from trying to kill them? Like, what's a good number? What's a good number? Do I need is 10? No, I think I need more. I need to get more. 50? No, that's too many. That's too many. Like there's a, there's like a tipping point. At some point, they're just be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna go kill them all, and I'm gonna have to keep track of all these. It's like, a sweet spot where I'm like, nah, it's just not worth it. So I hope I'll, I. I'll just this, let so. you know now. I'm not gonna start any combats if there's more than ten guys. Duly noted. <laughs> but that's that might good, not apply to everyone else. Rule. So Dude, even if even if they're ten like matchbooks matchbox size guys, I'm still not gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> this is too complicated. All right, I'm going to stop the recording. <laughs>